Hello everyone and welcome, welcome. Today we will do part two, part two of the American story. In this episode, we will look at slavery. So slavery, when Africans were brought to America as slaves. The American Civil War, when the northern states fought the southern states. And we'll look at mass immigration to America. 333 million people live in America, right? It's the largest Western country by far. Who are they and how did they get there? But let's review part one quickly. You can listen to part one and all other podcasts on Simple English Listening on Spotify, Apple, Facebook. There's all our podcasts and videos there. Please give us a five-star rating on Apple or Stitcher if you can, if you enjoy it. Europeans started settling in America in the late 1500s. English, Dutch, French, Spanish. There were many battles between these peoples and battles between Native Americans. The European settlers made 13 colonies on the east side of America, which were controlled by the UK. These settlers wanted freedom independence from the UK, and there was a war of independence, America versus the UK, and America became its own country, a new country, in 1776. These 13 colonies became the first 13 states, and George Washington was the first American president. The USA then purchased, then bought, purchased all France's American lands in 1803 and became twice as big. These included states such as Louisiana, Oklahoma, Kansas. It was called the Louisiana Purchase. Then American people started moving west and trying to find gold. Then we had the Wild West. Cowboys, battles with Native Americans and Mexicans, gunfights, sheriffs, bandits, etc. Like in the movies, there was a two-year war with Mexico between 1846 and 1848. And America took new states, Texas, California, Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, and other southwestern states. Slavery is a significant and important, significant part of the American story, also because it was the main reason for the American Civil War. Slavery is a noun. This is when someone must work by force, without being paid, and cannot leave. Someone who does slavery is a slave. Slave is the noun for a person who does this. There has been slavery around the world for all of recorded history in many civilizations. 
but most famously from Africa. The largest known movement of slaves was the transatlantic slave trade. From Africa to the Americas, about 11 to 20 million people, 20, 11 to 20 million slaves. But also, Africa was bled of human resources. Also, 15 to 20 million Africans were also sent to the Middle East, to Asia, and beyond via the Red Sea, the Indian Ocean, and the Trans-Saharan Caravan Route, which is across the Sahara Desert. So the transatlantic slave trade. From the 1400s, the Portuguese were the first Europeans to take slaves from the west coast of Africa, and other countries followed. Spain, France, the UK, the USA, there would be raids of, of, on small villages and towns on the West African coast. Actually, the first Atlantic slaves of this time were the native people of the Canary Islands. So the Canary Islands are Tenerife, Gran Canario, Lanzarote, which is on the west coast of Spain, in parts of modern-day Spain. These Canary Islanders were forced to work in sugar and wine production there and sent around the Mediterranean by the Spanish. Slaves were either sold or just randomly captured or were sent into slavery as a punishment by the local government. People from West and Central Africa were put on big ships in horrible conditions in chains. Many of them died in the journey to the Americas and elsewhere with disease and sent to work as slaves, sold in markets, sold like animals, basically, separated from their families. Their jobs were usually picking coffee, tobacco, cocoa, sugar, cotton, to work in gold and silver mines, to work in rice fields and other grains, and to work as house servants. A very dark period in American history, and great movies, great movies about slavery are Amistad and Twelve Years a Slave. The transatlantic slave trade to the Americas lasted for about 350 years. The UK made slavery illegal, so prohibited, banned, in 1807 across the British Empire, sending 25 ships to West Africa to fight slave trading ships. They captured 1,600 ships and freed 150,000 Africans. One by one, other countries followed until the final slave trading ship arrived in America in 1859. The last country to ban slave trading was Brazil in 1888. But the damage to humanity, the damage to humanity was done, leaving a scar of shame, which is still with us today, of course. Lots of the USA's economy 
came from the transatlantic slave trade. Around the 1850s in the state of Kansas, there were often fights and small battles between pro-slave and anti-slave supporters. People such as John Brown wanted slaves to rise up and fight their owners. The northern states of the USA wanted to end slavery, but the southern states wanted slavery to continue. In the south especially, their economy relied heavily on slaves to work. There were many new American states, such as Texas, such as Kansas, California. Should slavery spread to the new American states in the west of the USA? What kind of America do you want in the future? That was the question. One by one, the southern slave states left the USA to form their own country, the Confederate States of America, or the Confederacy for short. With their own country, they could have their own politics, pro-slave politics. After southern states shot and threw bombs at a US fort in South Carolina, there was total war, total war between the North and the South. The American Civil War between the Northern and Southern states was four years long, and about 750,000 soldiers died. And nobody knows how many civilians died. Many freed slaves fought with the North, becoming soldiers led by Abraham Lincoln. There's a great movie about this, starring Morgan Freeman, called Glory, a movie about the black soldiers in the Civil War. I've recommended lots of movies, right? Hmm. I'll, I'll write the names of all the movies that I've recommended in the description of this podcast. So remember to watch them first. Watch them first with the subtitles in your own language, then watch them a second time with subtitles in English to learn the maximum amount of new language. The Northern States won the Civil War. After this bloody war, President Abraham Lincoln ended slavery across all of the USA. Suddenly, four million African Americans were free and were now citizens of the USA and allowed to vote finally. Another great movie about this is called Lincoln, with my favourite actor, Daniel Day-Lewis, playing Abraham Lincoln. If you watch all the movies I've recommended, you'll get a better feel for American history. Because lots of work was put into the the research and the, the costumes and the setting of the movies. I do recommend those movies. So, unfortunately, especially in the southern states, in the southern states there continued to be racist laws called the Jim Crow laws. These laws tried to limit the freedom of black citizens, keeping black and white citizens separate as much as possible. Uh, Blacks and whites, they had different schools, restaurants, jobs, bathrooms. They had to sit on different parts of the bus, 
whites at the front, blacks at the back. They had to go to different uh, parts of hospitals, drink from different water fountains. This was called segregation. It's something I was taught about at school. These Jim Crow laws were finally stopped fully only in 1964, thanks to the great Martin Luther King and the civil rights movement in America in the 1960s. After the Civil War, America then took the Philippines, Puerto Rico and Guam after a war with Spain. It was here in 1898 that historians say America became a world superpower. By 1916, it had become the richest country in the world, richer than the UK, whose empire covered 23% of the Earth's surface at the time. So it was the largest empire ever, and America was making more money than that. Now we enter the 20th century. America entered an age of mass industry, mass production, and economic progress, especially from the 1920s. We had uh, different uh, subcultural movements, such as the jazz age, uh, the golden age of cinema. So American culture started to become famous around the world, and movies, and music. The invention of cars, mass-produced cars by Henry Ford. So many people started driving with affordable cars. In World Wars I and II, America fought with the British Empire and France against Germany and her allies, and against Japan in the Second World War. After these wars, America fought more political wars, especially against communism, going to war in Korea in the 1950s and Vietnam in the 60s. They said to try to stop the spread of communism and to try to put capitalist systems there, like you see in South Korea today. That's why we see a divide between North and South Korea today, because of the Korean War. But we don't see the same divide in Vietnam. Why? Because America lost that war. So the whole country became communist because the North won. Many of the first English settlers in America were refugees. Refugees, people escaping persecution, going to new countries for safety. They were escaping religious persecution. So they were, you know, persecution meaning they were being bullied and being punished for their religious beliefs in England, so they went to America. These early settlers fought to create a new country with new laws and new ideals. Since the USA's independence in 1783, hundreds of millions of people have moved there from all over the world. Irish, Italian, British, German, Norwegian, Chinese, everywhere. They moved to America for a new life, frustrated with the old ways of the old countries, especially after World War I and II, which left Europe and much of Asia destroyed. This has helped shape the American passion for ideas such as freedom, new beginnings, opportunity, equality, exploration. These ideas have become popular worldwide, 
perhaps, perhaps inspired by American movies in America. I don't know. Perhaps not. I mean, these ideas have always been there somewhere. There's that phrase, the American dream. The American dream. <laughs> like, what is the American dream? The phrase seems a bit ridiculous now, maybe because so many societies share this dream, right? And what is it? What's the American dream? From what I gather, it's this, that it doesn't matter what religion you are. It doesn't matter what your background or ethnicity is, or your social level, or your caste, or economic background, or whatever, compared to many other countries and their societies and corrupt politics, you know, back then. In America, the idea is that you're free to make the life that you want. You have the opportunity to go for it. You can be as successful as you want if you work hard and nothing can stop you. I mean, hell, you can even be the president, right? Abraham Lincoln grew up very poor in a one-bedroom, one-bedroom wooden cabin with a dirt floor. President Jimmy Carter was a farmer, a peanut farmer. He's not the only president who used to be a farmer. Also, William Harrison. These are just everyday people. Of course, it's different now, right? It's sad. But it seems only the rich, the very wealthy, can be president nowadays. The American dream seems like a silly phrase nowadays. Because... Well, I mean, many countries offer these opportunities. But the idea at the time was very appealing to people. In countries destroyed by world war, destroyed by poverty, with governments where their freedom of choices were limited. Also, other new world countries offered new opportunities, represented new opportunities. Canada, Australia... South Africa, South America, right? Argentina, Brazil, New Zealand, all received mass immigration over the last few hundred years. The USA just happens to be the biggest of these, has the, the biggest population by far. My parents both moved from Europe to Canada after World War II. Europe was all destroyed. They lacked opportunity and jobs, especially in Italy, where my father is from. There, from Napoli, his family's from, their families left to start again with thousands of others who shared the same dream. My dad was five years old when he left Napoli in Italy in 1955. First, they went to New York, and then they settled in Montreal in Canada, where there lived some cousins and extended family. Many of his family members in Italy, he never saw them again. My mother moved from England in the 1960s with her family. For those who don't know, my mother is English and my father is Italian, which is why I look so sexy. No, only joking. When I was a kid, about seven years old, my family moved from Canada to England, where I grew up. And I was raised, which is why I speak like this, with a posh English accent. Okay, that's enough for today. Hope you've learned something 
interesting and improved your English at the same time, please subscribe and like to help this podcast grow. Please tell your friends about us. If it helps them improve their English and their ability to understand new information and better join the world's conversation. And 55% of all of the internet is in English. Remember that. The most important reason to know English is so you have all of this wonderful information uh, at your fingertips. Okay, all the best, my friends. And it's a pleasure. And let's catch you next time.